This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hill Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 590. 590. 590, 590. Cecil. It's a big number, bud. Ninety. We're close. We're closing we're in on that. Climb in on that closing magic six hundred. Yeah. Wow. Round numbers. Couple months. Round numbers are more important they than are. less round they numbers. Are. We still should do something really, I don't know, important for six sixty six. We should definitely have like Holy a special. Holy shit, dude! You're right. Okay. We should have a special. It's over a year away. Plus, that, it's a year plus, okay, but like a year and a half. A but like, we should definitely oh, plan a thing for six sixty six. Episode yeah. 666. See if we can get Lucian ours. Greaves to come on and have him not blow us off. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do something big for the, yeah, for the, for yeah, the satanic for sure. episode. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm going to get an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> we should sponsor a bunch of abortions for our 666 episode. We should have a fucking abortion fundraiser. We should, yeah, we should have an abortion oh. fundraiser and give all that money to Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. Yeah, it'd be outstanding. Yeah, I think maybe we should. Yeah, we should great. have an abortion-themed 666 fundraiser. <laughs> it's such a bad taste. That's a, I love how, I love how such, wonderfully it's, grotesque it's, this It's is. grotesque and such I a love bad it. taste. Yeah. Oh, God. Hey, fucking people need abortions. Let's pay for fucking that shit. Hey, they do. Yeah, like, yeah. Fucking, the yeah. world isn't getting better. I'll tell you what, if you're pregnant, <laughs> maybe think about that for a minute. Also, a uh, happy day for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Your kid's going to die at, at 10 in the climate wars, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you just get it done a little earlier. That's oh, all. God damn. It's not a kid yet. Who are we kidding? Yeah. <laughs> the climate wars are the wars we all lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just, pretty much. You know, pretty much. That's, that's great. Yeah. How am I supposed to teach this when I don't even understand how that's math? When I was a kid, we wrote down numbers and multiplied them. Now it's like you gotta do math by drawing boxes and lines and dots and I don't get it. It's almost like you're teaching me because y'all do some interesting math nowadays. All right, so jumping right in, this story comes from vice.com. I fucking love this This is story. so good, dude. This is fucking num nums. Oh, oh I just gotta read from this story. So good. So good. Expert mathematician <laughs> on election fraud Actually, a swing set installer lawsuit claims a man posing as a math expert with evidence <laughs> Trump won the election is actually a convicted drug dealer with no college degree who installs swing sets. <laughs> On January 27th, pro-Trump channel OAN broadcast a segment interviewing an expert mathematician named Ed Solomon. Uh, he was actually going to split the evidence right down the middle. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then he'll tell you the mean. 
It'll factor your polynomial <laughs> for you. Oh god. Uh, what he says, what he says is so fucking amazing though that's coming up. It's the best. This uh, Ed claimed to have found evidence within precinct-level reporting that the election was rigged by an algorithm. The basis of Solomon's claim is that he found several precincts throughout the country reporting exactly the same results at various times through the vote tabulation process. Asked by host Christina Bob what the likelihood of what Solomon claimed to have found being a coincidence is, Solomon replied, you can use the binomial probability formula and the chance of that event happening is 1 over 10 to an exponent so large there's not enough stars in the universe, there's not enough atoms in the universe to explain the number. It can't happen naturally. So, uh, I love this so much. Uh, I remember factoring binomials <laughs> and polynomials in uh, high school algebra. Yeah. yeah, but when you actually. do this though, Tom, you have to times the universe on one side of the oh, equation yeah, by the, mm, the universe on the other side that of the equation. True. And yeah. they, they actually cross factor way. out. Yeah, I am an expert mathematician because I also passed uh, freshman year <laughs> algebra. That's what makes you an expert. It's it's not that I. What if you get all the way to trigonometry? It's just oh. like you walk in and OAN people are just like boom. It's not that I took exactly the minimum number of college math classes that I could get away with for my English lit degree. Here's the thing: this guy took the minimum number to not get not a go to college. <laughs> okay, how many math classes do I need to install the swing sets? <laughs> he knows no. fractions or he knows metric. <laughs> Whatever the wrenches are in, he definitely knows that. I'm really good uh, at graphing an arc. God, I know, can graph the arc of a swing set. I'm just like saying, a son of a bitch. I'm just saying. I'm not shitting on swing set installers or installers of anything. But that doesn't make you a mathematician, wow, man. I love Mathematicians go to college and get math degrees. It's so crazy that you could just literally go to fucking OAN. Yeah, they did nothing. And you could fucking say whatever you want. Right. You could be like, I'm a fucking, I'm fucking Gandalf. Right. It doesn't matter. They literally will not fact check it. They don't care. Yeah. Anybody can be any expert. Yeah, we should have gone on. Now that I know this, we 100% should have gone on OAN and Newsmax. Yeah. We should have gone on and been like, okay, so clearly I have evidence that dragons rigged the election. <laughs> Are you kidding? Also, like the idea that this is so improbable that it that that number the same number appeared at the same time. We are counting 160 million votes. Yeah. Like the, the more you do something, the more likely improbable things happen. Well, one of the things, too, that you got to understand is that these things are all being entered by human beings. And so, you know, there was there was uh, sometimes they skip some columns. I saw like in, in the sure. in, when they were entering shit into the fucking uh, when they were entering it into the spreadsheets and they were doing this constantly. And people were saying, oh, but that's not exactly how it should be. And that's not. And there was all these because what you have is a whole bunch of people who one don't know how the process works right and then two what you also have is a group of people who are anomaly hunting now and so they're going out of their way to try to find any little thing that doesn't feel like it's right and so if there's a column missing or a column misplaced or they didn't bother to enter some things in or things get put in all at the same time right so like yep. you get all the you, somebody hands you all the fucking things to type into your sheet and so you're 
entering them in all at 1201. Right. That's four, 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 five, seven, eight, nine, two, three, six, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're just doing the number pad on the side, just entering them all in. They're like, oh, well, how could they all come in at the same time? It's like, well, they didn't come all in the same time. They were just entered right. in all. But again, you have these people who constantly are just digging to try to find any little thing to make the reality the one that they want it to be. Yeah. Because they're trying to confirm every bias that they have that Trump is the one who got elected. And they they won't take any, they, they see anything that, that could possibly yeah. be that one little wedge and they will try to pull apart whatever they can. And it's just insane at this point to think that any of this ever went down the way they said it went down. Yeah, you can't arrive any longer at that. It's a fucking, it was a bonkers conclusion then. It's a bonkers conclusion now. There's there's no attempt to actually understand the process. And to your point, they're, they're hunting for anomalies without understanding in order to know what an anomaly is, you have to have a frame of fucking reference. Right, right. These guys have no frame of reference. Yeah. Like, if, if I'm looking and saying, oh, man, it's so weird that these number of, of vote tabulations appear to multiple counties. Well, is it really? Because people probably type at roughly the same speed. Sure. Right? And if I've got a thousand monkeys at a thousand keyboards, are, they, are a few of them going to type at roughly the right. same speed? Yeah, it's the same... That, if you just explain that to me, I'd be like, okay, well, yeah, so that makes perfect fucking sense. And how many people, how many counties are there in America? How many people are tabulating in right. the, those counties? Right. My numbers, again, like the numbers get so big. When you start looking at how many people, how many things have to be entered in order for 160, 170 million units to be counted. Yeah. It's enormous. Yeah. It's enormous. And we're just like, well, that's not what I expected. Really? Yeah. Well, how was it last time you weren't fucking involved? Well, and that's the thing is that, that these people all stormed in because, again, Trump primed the pump before any of this happened. Right. He was calling, saying it was going to be voter fraud well before the election even happened because Trump wasn't stupid. He saw the polls. Yep. It did do a good job of getting those yokels out to vote. Those people came out in droves. Trump got the second number of, of votes in history of the United States for yeah. president. The second number under Biden, right? Yep. So he got a lot of fucking votes. And his belly aching and moaning ahead of time to call it rigged actually got people out to vote. It yeah. really did work. It was a genius way it really to was. motivate his base. And he did a great job with it. And so when they went out, he also suggested that they become poll watchers. Again, I think he was thinking more along the lines of, you know, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I think he was thinking more along the lines of brown shirts, right? Yeah, Somebody who was going to try to come in and intimidate some yeah. people. He was thinking that, but they were ready for him right. and they were ready for these people. But these people, the questions that they asked, they didn't know anything that was happening They're They're accusing people of flipping and doing all kinds of stuff when it was really just, that's how the process works. And they just aren't familiar with it. But again, they're there to just throw wrenches into everything yep. because they, and look at exactly how, Trump spoke the night of, stop the election here. Keep, keep counting, counting here. over there. Yeah. You know, everywhere I'm losing, keep counting. Everywhere I won, stop counting. Just We just hear that out loud and be like, eh, that doesn't sound at all suspicious right. to you. Right. That doesn't at all sound like an attempt to rig some, yeah. to, to yeah. rig to a, a conclusion. And everything else that has come out since, all oh, the documents has shown that he literally wanted to strong arm everybody into just becoming president again because his fragile fucking ego couldn't take it. Couldn't deal with it. Yeah. Could not deal with it. And now the swing set installer has got his binomial calculations with more atoms <laughs> than in the universe. It's that unlikely. Oh, O-A-N. The chance of them saying something smart is that 
there would need to be that many atoms in the universe. <laughs> and you pick that one and they would say something intelligent. It's, I mean, they don't vat anybody. It's an, it's an embarrassment. It's yes. an embarrassment of a news network. It, they, they should be ashamed and that they are not that they continue to go on air is just like, yeah, they're just there to fucking sell ads. Yeah, they don't care. They don't give a shit. They don't give a fuck. This reminds me, Cecil, do you remember those people that you run into in your life that just tell stories to tell stories? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. They, like, this fucking swing set installer is just one of those he's guys. He's one of those guys. He's in the fucking secret service and he's in the witness protection yeah. program and he can fly when you're yeah, not looking. Sure. Yeah, no, I, and his girlfriend in fucking Canada is super hot. Yeah. He's a he. He's the heir to a bacon empire or something. <laughs> like the fuck out of here. Divorciate y punto. Suéltalo. Divorciate y punto. Okay, wait. She just called me a bitch. You just called me a bitch. Yes. You are a whore, and you will not disrespect me like this today. Good night. Ass bitch, ass slut, ass whore. Oh, it just keeps getting better. This story comes from businessinsider.com. A federal judge denied motions from Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, and Mike Lindell to dismiss Dominion's lawsuits against them. So fucking good. A federal judge in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday denied motions from all those fuckers. All those fuckers are like, we don't really want to be held to account. Yeah. For what we're saying. And Dominion's like, we're coming at you for billions. $1.3 billion in damages. And Tom, if there's anything out there that might convince the next guy, the next rich fucking loudmouth not to do this, it's going to be this. This is going to be the one thing that sticks. Because there's no fucking, there is nothing in the United States that is a penalty for lying. There's nothing. Because we've figured out that it's not a penalty to your status, to right. your stature, your to, your rep- future. to your reputation. Right. It's none of that. It doesn't do anything at all to that. It literally, it doesn't even mar it. So what we have to do is punish these people in some way. And if it just so happens that the next fucking, if the my blanket guy doesn't jump on board because the my pillow guy is broke, they're going to fucking, they're going to do something else. They're not going to do the same lying. They're not going right. to do the same defamation that these people did. Yeah, I, this is the this is the only way what this will accomplish is it is a couple of different things. One, it's going to force these assholes to go on record and try to defend their bullshit. And they're going to be totally unable to defend their bullshit, and that is going to be on record. Right. You're going right. to have Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, this fucking Mike Lindell guy, and they have been screaming, they continue to scream that they have all this evidence and if you you run this lawsuit, there's going to be depositions and all that shit's going to be yeah. out there in open court. All that shit's going to be available for public record. And they are going to have to stand in front of people and admit they had nothing all along. Yeah. That the emperor never had any fucking clothes yep. on. Yep. That's important. It, it won't change minds, but it's fucking important to set the goddamn record straight. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. And then to just burn them. Yeah. To just burn them. None of those people that on the other side are going to believe I mean, for one, they might not even believe that they're actually having to pay. They might just think it's some sort of theater to appease the message. And they'll say something like that. Or they'll say it's the deep state that did it. Right. Right. So no matter what, it's not like this is real justice. Because real justice, everybody would recognize that it's justice. But in this case, half the people recognize it's justice. And the other half, 
They, their head's so far up their own ass, they can't recognize anything. Right. And so there's not going to be a recognition on the other side that this is actually justice or this act. Some of them might not even think it actually happened. But that being said, something like this needs to happen to deter the next person. Yeah. This is one of those deter moments where punishment is a deterrent to stop people from doing this in the future. And it turns out that these two voting companies are like, fuck you, Smartmatic and fucking, yep. and, and Dominion are like, no, fuck you, I'm gonna take you to court. And I, they're never gonna get that kind of money out of these guys, but this guy might have to sell his fucking pillows out of the back of a fucking car <laughs> for the rest of his life. Yeah, well, I mean, this this has the potential to crush them financially, yeah. to bankrupt them, absolutely. To, to, just, to just absolutely ruin them. And let me be very, very clear, it should. These it people should. deserve yeah. to be ruined. Yeah. The damage that their bullshit and their lies, which they espoused personally for their own gain, yes. right? Yeah, you know, Rudy Giuliani didn't do this for love of God and no, country. No, You know, fucking Mike Lindell, who knows why he does anything? That guy's head is not screwed on. No, right? he's not. He's, he's not, not okay. He's not well. Yeah. He's not okay. He's not well. And then Powell, like, she's, I'm sure she was hoping to get an appointment to the next Supreme Court or opening she or was something. Getting, or she was waiting for her 15 minutes so she could be a commentator. Right. Same thing with Giuliani. He's looking for some way that he can either be a commentator or when it comes to, you know, they were saying that he was angling for a, a blanket pardon, I think at one point right. some people were saying behind the scenes I don't know how true that is but it put it back I wouldn't put it past Giuliani anyway that'd be angling for something like that anyway so who knows why these people were motivated to lie as much as they did but the fact is is that they did yep. they did and then they, and they should be held accountable and if you can't hold them accountable in a regular court of law because in our country defamation is really hard to do in this, it's at least holding up past the first judge so that, that people are going to hear it. I just, fingers oh, crossed I can't that it wait goes for this through. Deposition. Because, man, they were viciously, like, constant. And, and it wasn't just a little bit. It was constant. It was constantly talking about, you know, they're talking about that last guy, the last story we just talked about with the guy who had the swing set yeah. mathematician. That, that shit was still on OAN's website and it's called Smoking Gun. That's what it's labeled as, but it's archived, right? So it's in like a hidden yeah. area, but it's still They didn't take it there. down with a correction. It's not taken down. Right. It. They didn't correct it. They took it down quietly yep. and then it's still there. The fucking, the permalink's still there so people can still share it because they want the fucking views, yep. man. They want to turn that shit. Everything is just monetized, yeah. man. Like we, we've, we've taken reality and we have stripped the fucking truth from it. And then we have bastardized it and then fucking monetized yep, it. Yep. And it has fucked our country up. Did you know though, Cecil? Yeah. That Rudy Giuliani right now is on Cameo? I did not. You can, it's I think $1,500. Oh, that's expensive. To get Rudy dude. Giuliani on Cameo, like to sing fucking happy birthday or whatever you would want Rudy Giuliani to do cameos. He's on. not going to do like, I'm fucking guilty. I hope I burn in a like a fire or something I like don't that. think he would either. Would, Otherwise, yeah. I'd have already spent $1,500 of, of glory hole money. You'd have to trick him somehow into doing it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no way. I think they got, yeah. So, I, But again, cameo is one of those things where I, I wish I could just be like, no, you have to say it. Yeah, You're right. Contractually yeah. Obligated. You have to do You're it. You're contractually obligated to say I look like the guy from Fifth Element with shit leaking down my face or whatever. You I was going to say, like, can I just pay you to be quiet and yeah. to just sweat shoe yeah. polish? I, I, okay. Is there any way I can get just get you announcing like, welcome to Four Seasons Total Landscaping? <laughs> like, there's so many things. There's so many things that would be amazing to have him say. That I would just be outstanding. I would pay. Yeah. I seriously would pay $1,500 of my own money and not eat for the entire month just to have a recording of him saying, welcome to Four, Four Seasons. Seasons Total Landscaping. <laughs>
I would listen to it on repeat while I worked out. I would work out to that. I would fucking pump iron to that. I would work out to it. It's amazing. Romnichelle Gypsy Annie is crazy about her first cousin, Josh. That's my honey. We love each other. And the feeling's mutual. We just clicked. And it's never a dull moment at all. So this story comes from Fox 17. It's the Nashville affiliate. Tennessee pastor, Governor a coward. Chicks in hospitals doing TikTok dances. Okay, so in order to get a little context, I just want to play a tiny bit of this to get the to just understand what's happening. Now, this guy, outspoken, outspoken pastor. Uh, what is this dipshit's yeah, name? Yeah, we've had this guy on this before. This is on, Greg Locke. Greg Locke. He's been on our show on the on the on the live stream several times, and so this is this is just a, a tiny bit from the affiliate there. Is telling his global congregation the Delta variant is not real and not to wear masks at his church or risk being forced out. Local doctors, though, disagree. Okay, I want to stop there. Yeah. There's no agree or disagree. One party in here is completely fucking Thank wrong. Thank you. Thank you. Don't present Thank you. this like, like there's some sort of back and forth with the facts. Nope. There's not. Disagree is the wrong fucking yeah. word to say there. Oh my local God, doctors, yeah. local doctors laugh at his buffoonery is more like it. Yeah. That's something you should say. Not disagree. That's bad reporting. It it it's bad reporting. And I mean the, the thing that it also, it, it seeks to do, and I think it's very intentional, is it seeks to strip the idea of what's true from truth and to put everything on the playing field of opinions, right? Right. So, but there are some things that are just true, right? Some, if you can test it, it's not an opinion. So you don't get to have an opinion about something which can be tested, right? That which can be tested can be proven or disproven. That's not your fucking opinion. Right. But we've we've descended into this fucking narrative, fucking rhetorical chaos, this mad storm where we attempt to just pretend that everything is democratically equal, that right. everything I can agree or disagree about whether or not masks mitigate the spread of disease. No, you can't. No, you can't. Because no, either they do can't. or they don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And once you run the fucking experiment, we get to know that. Yeah. It's not a matter of agree or disagree. You can be wrong about the facts. Right. If I say like. Uh, a, a Tesla Model 3 goes zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds. And then I get in a Tesla Model 3 and I hit the gas and it does that. You don't get to disagree with that. That's what fucking happened. Yeah. Some shit is just true. But we're like, we try to play this weasel bullshit with words, man. And like, it, it's bad reporting, but I think it's intentional. I feel very strongly like that shit is fucking intentional. It puts that shit on this, on this sort of, Equal footing where, well, you know, everybody's got their own opinion. Everyone has the right to their own opinion. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not an opinion. But you don't, you have, don't know the difference between opinions and facts. Nobody has the right to their own facts. Right. And we saw that in the last administration where they they even came out and said there's 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 regular facts and there's alternative facts. Oh, my I mean, God. They came out as the first yeah, week, I second know. week of his administration. We laughed. Came we thought it was hilarious. But genuinely, that was four years ago. And it's been a screaming fucking nightmare ever since. I mean, it's there's nothing. It's not stopped. This right. is a constant. It's every moment of the day, there's this new horror of people not, I mean, everything that we want to do right now, everything that we could be doing right now could be so easy if everybody just said, hey, we're all going to get vaccinated. 
hey, yeah. guess what? We're all just going to get vaccinated. Those people that are sick and can't get vaccinated, we're going to protect those people because that's what good people do. They go out of their way to, to make sure that, that we protect everybody who's vulnerable in our population. That's what we do. And so we all just got together as a country and just made a decision to do that. And we're all going to do it. And we're going to make sure that there's a herd immunity here where the virus shows up and there's just nowhere for it to go. It doesn't, it can't get to our vulnerable populations because we won't let it. it. We are the fucking frontline of defense. Can you imagine like how, how inspiring is that? How great yeah. is that, right? How yep. perfect is that? That's how human beings should be. But instead what you had is this weird fight, a political fight where suddenly politics trumps medical facts. Yeah. And it happened over and over and over again for multiple things. Restaurants opening, whether or not you could be on the CTA, whether or not you could be in a bar, whether or not you should wear a mask, whether or not you should get vaccinated, whether or not remdesivir works, yeah. whether or not fuck, you know what I mean? Like look at all yeah. the stuff that was like, and I don't know, I think I picked the wrong thing because I think remdesivir is a thing that works, but it's, one of those was not, so I can't remember which one. Hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine was, one was the one work. that didn't work. Yeah, remdesivir does work. Is what I think. Rand Paul's wife invested a bunch of money yeah. in right before. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I picked the wrong drug. Yeah. but there's also another one too that just came out that the new one, the one that they were they were in in, in or something. I can't remember what Invitamessin or something like that. I can't remember. Oh, what I know, called. I know what he's talking about. But they they that one came out and that one's not effective either. Yeah, because again, it was a political. The reason why it was in front of us, the reason why anybody talked about it was because it was a political fucking ploy. It was a political point. It, it had yeah. no medical background whatsoever. Never did. And we spend all this time fucking having intelligent doctors look at fucking dumb as rock senators and try to explain simple fucking medicine to them and none of them can understand it. And in fact- they might be even be able to understand it. They just push back with yeah. rhetorical devices. That's the thing is that I'm not, I don't know. It's impossible for me to know what they understand, but it is not impossible for me to know that they should understand. Right, right. Right. And that it is not impossible for me to understand, to, to know that we should cede the floor to the fucking experts. Yeah. And if you're, if you got a fucking JD, you know what you're an expert in? Law talking. Law talking. That's, That's what, what you're got. a fucking expert That's in. You, got. you know, yeah. you're not a fucking expert in the fucking medicines. Yeah. You're not a fucking expert in epidemiology. Listen to the epidemiologists. Yeah. But we've we have spent four years, it was five years now, breaking that down and breaking that down and just tearing apart the idea of expertise and shitting and shitting and shitting on the idea yeah. of seating. I mean, look, look at the during the Trump administration, look at who he picked for his fucking cabinet. He picked people who oh, were fucking entirely yeah. unqualified. Yeah. He he picked Rick Perry to be his, his energy, energy secretary, yeah. right? That guy wanted to disband the Department of Energy and has a fucking animal husbandry degree from Texas. I would not believe you if you said Rick Perry found that place without a GPS. Yeah, same. I wouldn't believe you. No, I would say, no, no. I'm sorry. I don't think that he could. I don't. I, yeah, I seriously right. don't think he could get in a car yeah. and pilot himself to that place. Nope. We, he, he picked a pyramid scheme heiress to be the Department of yeah, Education absolutely. head, yeah. right? He picked a neurosurgeon to be the head of the housing and urban development. We have destroyed and dismantled the idea of expertise. Sure, yeah. And we're paying that price, man. Yeah. We fucking pay that fucking price. It, it's it's ridiculous. I want to read part of this though, Tom, because yeah. there's a part here where he says, this is, um, this is Greg Locks giving this sermon and he says, uh, he called the governor down there who signed an executive order and the executive order was pretty milquetoast, as I recall. There really wasn't a lot yeah, in there. The, the order from Tennessee is is an ex, it, to 
a part of it is an extension of the prior yeah. order. Yeah. So, and our governor's done the same thing. So our governor has extended the disaster declaration sure. and then amends the disaster declaration as we move through the sure. different phases. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's-, it's it, Almost every governor has done yeah. this. The only reason you would be upset by this is if you're in complete denial that COVID even exists. Right. right? That's the only reason you'd yeah. be upset by it. He called the governor a coward, a noodle, and a waffler. Yeah. And this is also the other problem that we've run into in our culture. And it's that when we find better information, there's a population of such fucking idiots in our culture that think that if you change your mind, that's the detrimental path if you change your mind when presented with better evidence. We have we we live in a country with people that are so stupid, they don't think you should change your mind when you're confronted yeah. with better evidence. Yeah, they think they they think of that as a moral and intellectual yeah. failing. They think when it's, it's the fail- exact opposite. Yeah. You know, I I it's funny, Cecil, because I remember I remember when you and I were first becoming friends, like a long time. It was a long time ago. So we met and then we weren't friends right away. Yeah, right. Like we were in the same friend same friend group, group but we weren't but we friends. Weren't, we weren't it was friends like right three years or so. Yeah. yeah. And I remember like you and I had, like we got together and we talked about like philosophy. We talked about Kant. We like sure. read some stuff together and like we started to become friends. And one of the things that I remember specifically admiring was your ability to change your mind. And I remember being like, man, all, like so few people. And I raised my hand in that number are comfortable doing that. And I learned that I, I very much like had I learned it from you, dad yeah. moment. Yeah. Cause I was like, Cecil changes his mind when he's like, he is able to be convinced. Sure. And I remember being like, I fucking admire that. I need that. I need that in my life. And I remember, and that was me at 23. Sure. That's a lesson you can learn fucking organically as just a regular Joe Schmo. Yeah, right, right. You know? But it's, but it's what's in, but it's what's encouraged and what's reinforced by the people that are around you. Right. I don't eat salad. I don't eat steak. I stay away from chicken. I don't eat any vegetables or fruit. I love fishing, but there is no way in hell I will eat a fish. Burgers are so good. Oh my God. Again, Cecil, this story is from Business Insider. Woman sues McDonald's after complaining that a cheeseburger <laughs> advert was so irresistible it caused her to break her fast during Lent. I love it so much. Have you ever seen a commercial? For real, have you ever seen a commercial and then immediately been like, I'm getting that right now. I'm going to stand up and I am going to get in the fucking car. I'm going to put my pants on. I'm going to, I have got to get that. Never, never never in my life. Never, never in my life. Never. I will say, I will say that if I was fucking McDonald's though, I would 100% settle this. I would settle this out of the quarter pounder. Oh, a hundred percent. No, but seriously. Out of the quarter pounder. The court, took me a the quarter pounder. No, but seriously, like I would fucking a hundred percent settle yeah. this because it makes it look like, because first off, she only wants 14 bucks, right? right. So she wants a thousand rupees or whatever. It's 14 bucks. That's number one. But number two, it makes it look like that your shit is so irresistible. People have to like take you to court because your shit is so good. I, right. I would, I would figure out a way to use this as fucking my marketing a hundred. I would fucking pay the judge to sit up there with a fucking meat tenderizer instead of a gavel. Are you kidding me? I'd make him fucking, I'd be like, the Honorable Mayor McCheese takes the stand. I'd make her wear the fucking Hamburglar outfit. Are you kidding me? I'd turn the whole, the fucking bailiff would be grimace. I would make this a fucking, I would televise this shit. Are you kidding me? Fucking A, man. This is money in the bank. I All day, all day all long. Day. If you can't capitalize on this. All day. Like, this, I just, I read this and it was one of those things where you just stare at it. You're like, 
This has to be from the onion. Yeah. This just straight up has to, and it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's it's just fucking. It's Cecil. This story is delicious. It's, it is delicious. <laughs> also, I'm loving it, Tom. <laughs> I can't believe she wants so little money. They I really know. should supersize that uh, complaint. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, I just love this so much. It's so fucking good. I would, you know what they should, they should the next person should sue Pornhub because he jerked off during <laughs> <laughs> I jerked my dick right off. <laughs> You're never religious, right? Not, not really. No, no okay. not really. No, I was, I was brought up Catholic, so Lent was. Oh, a so thing you did Lent? House. We did do Lent. Oh, a, couple, so- a couple times in my house, we did do Lent, and I remember asking my mom like, "Why?" But, but regular uh, boots on the ground Catholics, as near as I could tell, right. didn't have any fucking idea. They were just like, "No, nah, that's just what the church says to do." Yeah, God, you, I don't know. Priest says it's, you don't it's eat penitent. Meat. They're just like, be penitent, and that, and most most Catholics, at least the ones I ran into did not do anything special except for the, the meat uh, sort of not have meat in their diet on Fridays during Lent, which is only a 40 days. So what's that? Six, five, six weeks, something like that. Yeah, it's so it's only five or six Fridays that they didn't eat meat. But I do know some people in my life that were Catholic and I still know some Catholics. And first off, the day before Lent, I think it's the day of Lent, actually. The first day of Lent. Is it just like a wild bacchanalia? No, the the first day of Lent is always the you got shit on your forehead day. Oh, oh, yeah. That's Palm Wednesday or whatever the fuck it is. Ash Wednesday, Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when I used Rosie to go to Palm the- Sunday, I think is the other <laughs> one I forget. I don't know. But yeah. When I used to go to the office, I would always be a little like, Taken oh. aback by yeah. the smudges. I just, uh, it catches me off guard yep. every, every year. Every time. Every year I'm just like, fuck, you got something on your face. Oh, nope, you nope. got purposely have something on your face. But it's it's something you got on your face. Right. That's the first day of it. And then it goes for six more weeks. But I, I also know Catholics that gave up things. Um, I remember uh, some people I know gave up, uh, they went vegan for it. Oh God. And that was, that was a, a difficult time for them. And I remember cooking for them for the first, this was years ago. Right, so right. it really wasn't as popular as it was today um, to, to do vegan food. And there wasn't as many things, right? So there just wasn't as many <laughs> shortcuts and things that you could, you could buy that would be like a vegan, vegan cheese right. or a vegan, whatever, you know. I literally, while you were talking, I thought I just had a vegan dinner though. And I had a salad cause I was in my mind, I had a salad. But I had a salad with four shish kebabs of chicken have, on it. You had a four shish kebabs of chicken. So, but in so my mind, I was vegan. like, that That's was vegan, vegan though. That was vegan. <laughs> that was vegan. <laughs> Tom would eat the bus boy that delivered the salad. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, did, I, <laughs> I was like, it can't be that hard. It's like a you vegan can... salad. Tom's, looking, Tom's fucking <laughs> putting a whole chicken in his mouth and just spitting feathers out. No, it's vegan chicken. It's, it's, it's if it's on a chicken. salad, that makes That's the chicken 100% vegan. It's a vegan yeah. chicken. But anyway, I remember them. <laughs> I remember making a pie, and that was tough because I had to use corn. Oh, I had to use, use I just had to use Crisco and a blueberry pie. And normally you can't put any butter for any thickener or anything. And so there was a lot of Jesus. extra plus. And then I also had to make like straight up, just straight up vegetable something. And I was right. like, well, I'll make a pasta because you know you yeah. can make a primavera or something without any other meat products and no butter. I had to use olive oil, but like you know you could do it. Right. But it was also back before there really was anything that was like, hey, you want to have a plant based burger? There's no such thing. You right. Know, it didn't even exist. So, but uh, there's been other things. I remember you know when I first met my wife, she was Roman Catholic, and for the first few years we were together, she did do some. She was very religious, so she would go to church. She's not anymore, but she was then, and so she would go to church and do all that stuff, and she would also um, do something for Lent, like certain like things. a give up. 
up. like little give ups and stuff like that. I never understood. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, if you think you're improving your personality, try to improve your personality all year round. Don't just right. do it for 40 days. If you think you're giving something up that you like, why the fuck are you giving up something that you like for 40 fucking days out of a calendar year? If you're going to do that for the rest of your life and that's 40 days out of every calendar year, you're giving up something that you enjoy for that long? What the fuck is wrong with you? You're only here for 70 or 50, yeah. fucking 80 years. Yeah, I... I, I I have never, I'm so glad that like, first of all, we were raised Methodist and then, and that that's the easiest thing. Cause they don't make you do anything. Like you just go to church and you leave church. You forget yeah. your Methodist entirely. Sure. Yeah. So there's, there's never any ask. It's yeah, the yeah. best, it's the best of all the denominations. Cause you just are like, what are you? You're like, I don't fucking unobservant. That's what yeah, I am. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. I don't do anything. But I had a huge, cause I grew up in Chicago. So like a huge number of, of our friends and family were all Catholic and I remember resenting the hell out of the like meatless Friday, even though you get to eat all the other meats. That's the thing that always made me laugh is like, you get to eat all the other meat. You can eat chicken, you can eat pork, you can eat fish, right? No, you can only eat fish. Oh, you don't get to eat. Oh, no, okay. you don't get, okay. you'll get chicken or pork. No terrestrial stuff. Okay. So, so no, no walking fish. Meats. It's, you can eat fucking lobster. You can eat whatever. But I mean, that's not that big. A, it's really not it's that not big, not that a, big deal. a deal. It is. If you're, I will say this, it is in this, in the, in the early eighties, late eighties in, in Illinois, because there wasn't good fish back then. That's true. Yeah, so you're, you're not just going to like swing you're, over there. You're the, eating the fucking right. Gordon's Fisherman for fucking five, five yeah. fucking weeks. Or if you're fish broke, because fish is expensive. Fish sticks. That's what we yeah, had when right. we were kids. That's what we ate. Fish sticks. Or my mom would make what she called vegetarian spaghetti, which was, it was a bell pepper with like tomato sauce and other stuff. So it had a bell pepper flavor to it. Okay. But it wasn't, yeah. it had no meat in it. Um, but that was what she would make. She okay, would, and that's actually, I didn't know that. I thought you yeah. could, I thought the only thing so, you couldn't eat was yeah. beef. But when we were kids, I remember eating that stuff. But it wasn't, it was all kinds of terrestrial mammals. So any kind of mammal and even bird. So couldn't eat a bird either. Okay. I but, didn't know that. Yeah. So, I didn't know that. I yeah, at, least that's, at least that's the classic Catholic I was, was that Oh, I'm sure that's right. I, I suspect I, yeah, it is. I'm sure But it's right. fish was the thing. And I'm sure somebody's going to send us a long email about why the origin started like that. But I assure you, I don't care. <laughs> 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 you're not you're not that invested you know, in the history the of reason, life. The reason why I don't think I care is because I think it's a silly tradition anyway. Right. And so if I knew the origins of your silly tradition, I don't think it would make it yeah. any less silly. The, right. The banal, everyday, probably money-based yeah, origins exactly. of your like it's guaranteed. It's like, it's yeah, money well, of course. It yeah. was never, it's all made up by people for something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like every other fucking religious proscription. It never came from anywhere, but some yeah. dude who wanted something from someone yeah. else. Yeah. What do you get from McDonald's? When I go to McDonald's, yeah. What's your McDonald's? What would be on that so commercial? A couple of different things. I I do, I do like a quarter pounder. I think a quarter pounder is a solid a solid choice. And I also like a Big Mac. I'm a big Big Mac guy. I fuck it. Thank you. Big Mac is a good sandwich. Thank you. I like making my own Big Macs at home. But I will say one of the things about a Big Mac is that the, in my opinion, in a Big Mac, there's one major flaw. And it's the meat to bread ratio is off. I think the meat to bread ratio is a little low. I think there needs to be a, if there was three patties in there, I think oh, there's only two. two. Yeah. If there was three <clears throat> patties in there instead of two, I think it would be better. My very favorite thing, they don't have it on the menu all the time, only once in a while. My very favorite thing is a triple cheeseburger. I fucking love their triple cheeseburgers. Is That's that just, the, it's just three old, instead of a double cheese, they just put an extra patty on there. Yes. And I will tell you this. That is the best thing to order from there because it is the proper meat to bun ratio. Because their meat is like so, it's so thin. fucking it's thin. So it's so crazy. Thin. It's like thin. roadkill thin. Yeah. And yeah. it does have like their meat because I think they must grill it with the onions. It has that really like 
oniony kind of base. Yeah. Even if you get it without onion, sure, it still has that. Yeah, it has, still has that flavor. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I fucking the Big Mac is just yeah. good. Man. Big Mac is good. I make them on my own. I make them do with you? my own stuff without the middle bread. Yeah, and I do a double, and I'll make it at home. And that's a good, that's a good sandwich. You make the, your own, you make your own thousands. You put a couple of, oh, you, yeah. you know, you get, you dice up your onions real fine and they're, and they're fresh onions instead of dehydrated, which I like better. Right. So yeah, it's a little better sandwich at home. So. The, the Big Mac is the worst sandwich to try to eat while you're driving. Don't eat it while you're driving. Pull in and it just is, eat it. Just eat it there. What a pain Do in the Do not dish. try to eat that while you're driving. There's a couple of things you don't eat while you're driving. That's one of them. Because yep. that fucker will just it's explode. Everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, that's and that lettuce. That's, that's that lettuce is, it, you may as well just take the lettuce yeah. and just put it in your car yeah. seat, like in that crack between your it's console a, and your seat. It's a confetti gun. Yeah, it's it essentially out of really it's like a party popper of lettuce. <laughs> and and the the reason why it all falls out, Tom, is because there's three openings or two two full openings right. instead of just one. So you can't just put your hand around one. There's there's like cracks and shit. So yeah. it just fucking shoots out like silly string. It's I, like I, a kind. It's unbelievable. I remember trying to drive a stick and eat a Big Mac at the same yeah. time. Oh God, that's. It, you need a tail. No, yeah, man. You need a tail yeah, to do that. Your car probably looked like, <laughs> looked like somebody was murdered in it. Looked like somebody was murdered and they shot Thousand what? Island out of their blood. Their blood's just shooting, pumping Thousand I'm Island. I'm sure I was weaving yeah. around the road like yeah. a fucking madman. I know we're also going to get a bunch of messages about, oh, you shouldn't eat McDonald's. McDonald's is horrible or whatever. And that's well, fine. Yeah, of course it is. It's terrible. I don't eat it very often. But, you know, no. there's sometimes you're just on the road and there's nothing else to eat and you have to. I, I haven't eaten McDonald's. Gosh. It has to be at least over a year. It's probably on to like two and a half years since I've had McDonald's. I would say yeah. you have kids, so it's different. Kids like McDonald's, kids like so McDonald's. they. So I suspect that with, with you, it's different. But for me, it's probably been two and a half years since I've had McDonald's. Um, I just don't. I don't eat it very yeah. often. But if I do, and that's I see your, it, that's and that's, that's those are my go-to. So go I wanted to caveat that, yeah. so I don't fucking weather a million messages about how bad a taste I have <laughs> or whatever because I'm eating a McDonald's. Don't eat those hamburgers. Hamburgers. <laughs> I want nothing. I want my God and I want my family. This is tainted. I don't want it. Whatever it is, it's tainted. Whatever it is you're giving me, I give it up to God. I'm a God warrior. And I don't want someone with tainted anything in beliefs doing anything with my family. Get out. Get out. All right, this story comes from the Friendly Atheist blogs over at Patheos. Tennessee parents whine after school denies son's religious exemption to mask mandate. And I want to read what they actually uh, said. Neil says, in years past, the school made exceptions for students who wore certain attire in line with their religious beliefs. He says this should be no different. He and his wife feel their children should not have to wear something they believe would restrict them in any way. Our God is not Fauci, oh it's Jesus. Good and we Lord. should have the rights to be defended and supported in the same way. Fucking idiots. And there is nothing in any holy book yeah. about a fucking mask. Yeah. You're making that up. Yeah. You just don't want to do it. Yeah. There is nothing and it's religious 100 about political. this. It's 100% political. Right. And it's and if there's anything in the world that the that the Christians always get on. It's about these false prophets, about false gods. These people worship Trump. Yeah, they oh, genuinely worship. They Trump. genuflect they at his fucking genuinely feet. Genuinely worship him. Yep. And you're just like, I know you guys are hypocrites all the time. Yep. You're fucking 100% hypocrites all the time. They worship guns is, too. But this is one of those moments where you're just like, you're a fucking giant hypocrite. But I do want to point out that I saw a tweet. I think it was a tweet or a Facebook message. I'm not sure. I think it was American Atheists that posted it. 
But someone had sent American Atheist a message and said, hey, I'm an atheist and I work as a nurse. Is there any way that you can help me uh, uh, with a religious exemption to get a, to get not get a vaccine? What? Uh, can you help me out? And they like retweeted it or whatever and said, uh, you know, pro tip, don't ask us to fucking help you dodge vaccine, stupid, or something like that. <laughs> Good. But it was, but some, but I don't know how real it is, right? You're just, you're right. just suspecting that some guy who found a form or sent right. something on Facebook is being genuine. You don't know. Right. But they, they said that they were- I like the response. The response is the right response. Yep. Don't fucking send us a message because there is no religious exemption for fucking vaccines. That's stupid. There should be no religious exemption for wearing masks. That's stupid. I just, I just can't, I cannot understand that the two things that we know for sure would 100% help us and could move us past this point in time where we're, where we're still seeing this uptick in COVID cases, where ICU beds across the United States are being full and starting to get to the point where they're going to have to start triaging people and deciding it's whether or not dire, man. it's getting dire it's getting in scary. many different places. Yep. All of this could be mitigated so easily yep. if one, if, if 50, I mean, at this point, it's probably like 40% or 20% or whatever of the population just stopped and said, you know what? Politics be politics. I'm still behind Trump, whatever, but I'm going to wear a mask. Politics be politics, but I am going to go get the jab. Yeah. If they could just for a second, just realize that they're causing real harm to other people. Yep. Yeah. The, the quality of care for everything else you go to the hospital for. I was listening to a, a, a doctor out of Florida on a podcast this morning. And I mean, it's it's just a fact. It's just a bald fact. Like yeah. when they're that busy, if you go in with a heart attack, you don't get as good a care. Yeah. There are less nurses to attend to. Sure. The doctors are more tired. They've yeah. been working longer. So it's not just COVID. Everything gets worse. You know, it would be unsurprising if you saw fetal and infant mortality rates rise sure. in hospitals sure. during COVID spikes, right? Be, the, the quality of care that you get. And Ron DeSantis came out and he's like, our hospitals are open for business. And it's like, yeah, but, but they're fucking overwhelmed. But, and almost yeah. all their ICU yeah. beds are yeah. met at this yeah. point. And shit is continuing to climb. Yeah, and it's, one and one of the things that we that we, we saw in a story earlier that we didn't touch on was the guy was saying they're doing TikTok dances, the nurses are doing TikTok dances or something like that. Right. To try to intimate that there's some sort of like, there's not a lot of people in ICU beds. And it's like, Man, there's people all over the country that are in 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 a massive that that are having massive trauma right now in these hospitals. Yep. I mean, these people that have to be intubated. These people, there's a chance there there's a good chance they're going to die. They're getting fucked up. The stuff they have to do to you in order to get you to not that good position, for you. it's not good for you. They're nope. essentially putting you in a coma yep. just to try to keep you alive. It's something like sixty some percent of those people don't come out yeah, of the intubation. They don't even come out of it. That's and these sick. people are these people that are that are having people in their churches without masks, pushing for no no uh, no vaccine, saying the vaccine's evil, the mark of the beast. These are evil people. They are. These are evil, yep. awful, terrible people. And I only wish the worst for them. Yep. I wish the worst thing possible could happen to them so that they stop doing these publicly harmful things. There's nothing in our country that is allowing us to stop this fucking, this thing from happening. This, this slow motion car wreck yeah. where we have to watch people lie on television and on radio and on podcasts and we get to watch them lie on YouTube and we yep. get to watch yep. them lie all over every bit of media that we have on Facebook and Twitter and fucking parlor and whatever. We get to see them lie and we get to watch it happen and there's nothing that can happen. There's nothing we can there's do. There's nothing. 
I feel like we just are watching this happen and I, I we're paralyzed. We can't do anything about it. And I understand, you know, you can't go out there and like make a draconian society where you're, you know, like throwing people in jail or whatever. But at the same point, it just feels like we're hamstrung. There's yeah. nothing we can do. There's nothing we can even do to slow it down. The best we could do was take Trump off Twitter and that removes 66% of whatever false yeah. information. It's, it, it's, and I, I want to point out what this guy said and, and how much bullshit this is, right? He says, he and his wife feel their children should not have to wear something they believe would restrict them in any way. Where's your fucking mass protests about seatbelts? Yeah. About child safety harnesses, None of that right? Stuff I bet when your fucking kids were babies, you restricted the shit out of their movement. You probably put them in fucking child safety yeah. seats with five point fucking harnesses facing backward. Why? Because you gave a shit about them. You believed in the danger. That all these like anti-vaccination arguments, Cecil, I firmly believe that no, that that's it's all bullshit. The arguments are a luxury of your risk position. Because if you look at the percentage of people who have been vaccinated over 65, the people who are personally themselves at risk, it's like 90%. Yeah. Like, so if you felt like you were personally at risk, you were like, all of a sudden, you're not a fucking QAnon guy, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, when you're personally at risk, it's not about freedom. There's plenty of Republicans over the age of 65, right? Yeah. That in fact, it skews that way much more heavily. The thing is that as soon as that risk comes knocking at your fucking lungs personally, all of a sudden, your ideals about big government and the fucking don't force the jab on No, no, no. You're in line, motherfucker. And we know that's true because the numbers tell us that's true. Sure. It's 90%, yeah. right? So when you were scared for you, you showed the fuck up. You stood in the fucking line and you were the first guy out of the gate to get the fucking vaccine. All the rest of this noise... All the rest of this, don't tread on me, no step on snack, freedoms and view. All that stuff is and has always been bullshit. Yeah. What you're really saying is, I'm not afraid and I don't care about you. And I don't care about you. Right? That's, that's 100%. Both of I those don't care things, about you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't care about you and I'm not afraid. Because yeah. the people that were afraid, 90% of them got vaccinated. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is I was never really terribly afraid of getting this anyway. To be perfectly frank, I mean, I was a little nervous about getting right. it, but I wasn't like, I never thought I would be one of these people that would be very, very sick from it. I did, it, you know, there's a, certainly, a, a, certainly a dice roll involved, but I'm a, I'm a relatively healthy guy. I'm right. relatively active. I don't, and I know there's people out there that were very active and they got fucked up by it. So I know it's a dice roll, but on average, most people don't, they, it doesn't it Turns them. out pretty good. They turn yeah. out okay. Turns out fine. But long COVID, losing the sense you taste or whatever, that terrifies me. Yep. You know, that, shit, that shit scares the hell out of me. But uh, but I, I never really thought I was one of those people. I didn't think, I didn't think, for, but I 100% immediately got the jab because I have friends that are fucking immunocompromised, yep. man. Yep. That, that even with a vaccine might still get it. That even with a vaccine might still have some real fucking significant problems. I don't just know one or two of these people. I know dozens of these people. And I don't... It's my fucking personal duty to go out and protect those people from this fucking disease, from this variant, from it all is. of it. It's my personal duty to do that. Just like it's my personal duty not to speed down a fucking school crossing area. <laughs> right. Just like it's my personal duty to use my turn signal and look both ways and all the things I do for public safety all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. And and this is just one of those things that got so hyper-politicized that we just decided that that's not one of those things that we're going to do. It's one. Of, it's the moment that you're going to blindfold yourself, hit the gas, and drive down 
down a busy highway. Yep. Because because you can't. Because you can. Because Trump said it's okay to do. Hey, you know what? I'm my car's got a five point harness and good safety belts. I'm gonna be I'm all gonna right. Be okay. Yep. It's bullshit. It's, it's total bullshit. So Tom, we read uh, Demon Haunted World Chapter Four: Aliens. Uh, chapter starts out with a uh, very detailed, what could be an experience someone might have. Yeah. As uh, someone who had maybe, you know, one of these repressed memories that uh-huh. came out, pulled out by some hypnotist. And he talks a lot about uh, the idea of the flying saucer and where the idea comes from. One of, the, one of the things that I really liked was the flying saucer itself is a misquote from an article. So initially- the fl- I thought that was great. I thought, I mean, it's such a good piece of trivia. Right. But the idea of a flying saucer didn't actually come from someone who said they they saw it and said they, instead they were trying to describe the way in which it moved, not so much the shape of the thing. And they, and the person then that, the, the quotable bit, the soundbite was flying saucer. Yep. And so they took that and ran with it. And that's the thing we remember. Well, and that's the thing then. Decades later. Right. Because that's the thing after that goes into the cultural consciousness, that's the thing people remember seeing. Yeah, for sure. Like it it I thought that was so interesting because the the way that you are, and it, it goes back to the pareidolia, right? The the story that you are expecting is in many ways the story that your mind will tell you. Right. So if you've been told about flying saucers, then when you see a shape in the sky your mind may interpret that as a saucer shape, yeah, right? Yeah. And your mind may start to spin a story that matches up to other stories that just hang out in the background of your consciousness, right? right? right. They just, they form that that mental rubric, that heuristic that we all reach into sure. to understand our world all the time. Did, I, it made me want, I was going to ask you this, Cecil. Did you, in the 90s, because this was this shit was big in the 90s, the alien abduction shit yeah, was yeah. huge. Did you read or follow, like, did you read, like, Operation Blue Book or read, like, Communion and all those books by Whitley Stryber? Were you into that, that at all? Never read any of it. I was so fucking into that shit. Yeah. Scared the bejesus out of me. In the, in the early 90s, I'm, like, 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. There was a very popular fiction author, Whitley Stryber, who wrote these books, and he would put on his fiction books based on a true story. And they were like, communion was one of them. But they were all fiction. They were all fiction, right? But it's like Blair Witch. But it's just like Blair Witch, yeah. Based on a true story. Eh, it's not. But you can say it because fiction means I can lie. Sure, yeah. The the Fargo series, hilariously, the new Fargo series that came out a couple years ago, every single season as based on a true True story. story. None of it's it's true. These books, I'm I'm a 12 or 13-year-old kid. And yeah, I picked this book up at the library in the fiction section, but the book says based on a true story. And I'm 13 and I'm not sure how to parse that. Sure. And it's written in this very, like, this happened to me sort of a way. way. Well, this very first person account kind of way. Brother, they scared the shit out of me. I bet they did. They they scared the shit. I read every horror book known to man. None of them did shit. The communion and like the rest of that shit kept me up at night, man. Wow. I believe. I don't know if I believed it, but I did not believe it. Yeah. I was nervous. <laughs> that was interesting in this in this is that there's a shift from flying saucers to crop circles because there's a yeah. there's a there's a tie-in. And the tie-in is the circle, right? So the crop circle, mm-hmm. very similar to the flying saucer. And when they first start showing up in England, 
all these scientists and other people are trying to figure out what the fuck's happening. And so they're doing all kinds of tests. They're, and he's talking about people from all over the world coming there to do these tests. There's different tests that a bunch of, he's talking about Japanese scientists yeah. at a certain point. He's talking about French science. He's talking about scientists that are showing up to do this work. And it's, and you know, we know now, at least skeptics know now, that it was a couple of guys right. in a pub that they just had a, no good. they had a, first they did it with a bar and then they said, hey, we can do this easier if we had a board and a fucking, <laughs> with, a, with a rope on it. And then they started drawing out these patterns and making really intricate stuff. And I remember the first time uh, I had a coworker and I remember uh, I was listening to a, a, this was right when I sort of found skepticism. I was listening to an old whatever the fuck that uh, Art, Bell. Art Bell. And I remember listening to this thing on crop circles and being like, God, that is such bullshit. I remember <laughs> thinking to myself, because when I was a kid, Art Bell used to do that to me. Like, you know how you'd read that book? Uh -huh. He would have people on that would freak the shit out of me. I'd be listening to it. I'd be like, oh, this is weird. Because yeah. he's talking to a devil, a guy who's possessed on oh, the phone Lord. and it's crazy. Or there's a time traveler who's telling you this future is going to be terrible. That guy knew though, by the way, the future is going to be terrible. <laughs> but in any case, I remember being afraid of that stuff. Or at least it would it would titillate me, yeah, right? right? So it wasn't, yeah. I wasn't like terrified of it. I wasn't hiding under the covers. But there was certain parts where it would, you know, give me chills or whatever and, you know, right. that sort of thing. But I remember listening to it as an adult. The first time I listened to it as an adult, I found the cache of online archives and I started listening. And I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, this is the stupidest <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my entire life. And I remember turning to the guy I worked with at the time being like, oh my God, this fucking crop circle stuff. And he's like, you shouldn't laugh at that stuff. That's like a weather phenomenon and whatnot. That's like, what? actually, that's like a real phenomenon. And I'm like, no, man, it's made by people. He's like, no, it's, it's like a real, like, supernatural and he got what? like really defensive because he dug his heels in and this right, was one yeah. of those things that he just believed and he didn't ever I don't think he ever thought about it before but the moment I was there to upturn up the apple cart he was mad like he was visibly sure. like shaky yeah. and mad so I just let it drop I was just like cool story dude that's not real but whatever I'll just let it drop but seriously like there's like a, a lot of investment there's there. a lot of investment in it but, but anyway so we get to the end of this chapter and it's essentially him talking about the tools of skepticism. So I want to read two quotes. One is right after he talks about, uh, right after he talks about uh, uh, flying saucers. He says, in college in the early 1950s, I began to learn a little about how science works, the secrets of its great success, how rigorous the standards of evidence must be if we really want to know something is true. How many false starts and dead ends have plagued human thinking? How our biases can color our interpretation of evidence and how often belief systems widely held and supported by the political, religious, and academic hierarchies turn out to be not only just slightly in error, but grotesquely wrong. Yeah. And that's a quote from him. And it's, and it's one of those things that we, we talk about all the time about those things influencing how we think when there's... There's no like there's no error bar. There's nothing to look at them and say mm -hmm. those people are wrong. There's again, it's going back to what you said earlier. Like they're just talking about opinion and they're trying to talk about facts as if they're an opinion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, without ever having spent the time, you know, it's like that that guy at your work who's like, no, it's a weather phenomenon, and and that guy I'm sure genuinely believed that it was a weather phenomenon. Yeah. And just as I'm sure of that. I'm sure he's not 100% sure why he believes that. Right. I am I'm confident that that's a guy who never, he, he arrived at that conclusion somehow. And because he's not sure of how he arrived at that conclusion, 
he's all the more ready to dig into it, right? Yeah. Because to do otherwise would expose that he arrived at a conclusion without any real, like, significant interrogative process. Yeah, yeah. And he just believes something. And yeah. that would be a stupid thing to do. So instead, he's going to dig in. Going to dig in. Here's another quote that I really loved. But the tools of skepticism are generally unavailable to the citizens of our society. They're hardly ever mentioned in schools, even in the presentation of science. Yeah. It's most ardent practitioner, although skepticism repeatedly sprouts spontaneously out of the disappointments of everyday life. Our politics, economics, advertising, and religions, new age and old, are awash in credulity. Those who have something to sell, those who wish to influence public opinion, those in power, a skeptic might suggest, have a vested interest in discouraging skepticism. That is such a powerfully written paragraph, yeah. but it rings so true. And it's something we've been talking about on this show forever. You see the people and you see their motivations and they're, they're plain as day right? Jim Baker. Yep. His fucking motivations are plain as day. Yep. These people that are out there asking for funds, that are asking for their their the passing around at the church, the mega church pastors, Joel Osteen, all these people, their motivations are crystal clear. And you know that they're out there trying to squash any bit of skepticism. Yeah. Well, and, and it's interesting because without the tools of proper skepticism, we become skeptical about the wrong things Absolutely. in the wrong way. Denialist, right? Denialist instead and, of skeptic. And that's not true skepticism, yeah. right. right? That's, and we, we say, oh, question everything. Yeah. Well, okay, that's not actually what skepticism means. And then when we teach science in a, here are some things which are true. Science as a body of knowledge, not science as a body of knowledge as understood through experimentation, right? right. Not as understood through process, a lot of my education was science as a body of knowledge. Sure. And looking back, what a terrible disservice that was. Yeah, sure. It was just a what list a of terrible facts. Disservice. It was a list of facts, yeah. man. It was just a list of facts. I I do want to read two more quick little pieces. This one here, Demon Cell. Hoaxers are boring and in bad taste. What a great, that's a great, line. That's a great line. But there's another one here too. And I want to talk about this for a second. There was a line in here where he says, writing books on skepticism, the authors came across as grumpy and superior, is what he wrote. And I wonder, I, I mean, I recognize that I think we probably come off both of those ways all the time. Sure. I suspect we do all probably. the time. Is there a way to change that? Is there a way to, to, to approach this in a different way? It feels like Carl is constantly pushing it away to be a friendlier skeptic right? Like a friendly atheist, like a, yeah. a friendlier skeptic. It feels like it, at least for the first several chapters, it feels like he's pushing towards this. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's the, that's the idea I'm getting from a few lines here and there. Yeah. I, I, I think that that's, that's certainly the, he's trying to approach this, the, the topic empathetically first, yeah. right? As you a know, science communicator, right. probably. He yeah. opens up the book with, you know, here's a guy that I am deeply sympathetic to his impulses, sure. but he got it all wrong, yeah. right? I think that's not an accident. That's how he opened the book up. I think as skeptics, we should be, there's a difference between how we approach people who are themselves making a claim versus how we, I think, sort of just go about our everyday lives and try to encourage skepticism. I think it's important to push back against people making very specific claims. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and that's to, pretty much this show. Yeah. yeah. And, and to do that, in ways that are unequivocal, yeah, right, and, and and to do that, maybe not grumpily, but certainly stridently and yeah. and strongly, sure, 
Um, but in terms of going about your life, walking around with a fucking haughty nose up in the air bullshit attitude with the people that you meet in the street yeah. on the day to day, that's exactly the wrong fucking thing to do. Sure. That's not accomplished shit. Yeah. And I feel like I've never had a moment in my life where an argument in person was going to change that person's mind. I could have a discussion with them. And I think that that's a different thing. Yeah. Right. I remember Anthony Magnabosco, I remember having him yeah, on the show. Uh-huh. The way he approached all this stuff. Now, I know he, he he used Peter Bogosian's thing, but I don't like to pretend that I like to pretend that guy doesn't exist. Yeah, because he sucks. Because he's a dick. But I but I like to but I remember Magna Bosco and the way he approached these things and that sort of um, what did he call it? Street epistemology. Yeah. Where he'd walk up to somebody and he would just question them and right. just ask them and just be invested in their answers and listen to them and then push back, but only push back in a way that was going to get them to the answer. Mm-hmm. He was going to pull them to the answer. He was never going to give them the answer. And I think that that's probably the most productive way that you could have that conversation because I've never had an argument with somebody where I've changed their mind. Right. It's always been, I've had a discussion with someone about what's true, what's not, those types of things, and maybe one of us moves a little bit here and there. But arguments, like like you say, that that sort of you know grumpy superior bullshit isn't gonna. That's not gonna change no. anybody's gonna anybody's mind. That's not gonna work. But I also feel like you do, where you know when somebody comes on and they make a claim, you need to be bold. You need to stand there and say, "Fuck you, you're wrong." Yeah, there you has know? to be opposing voices yeah, to absolutely, the bullshit. Absolutely. Next week. Next week's chapter is spoofing and secrecy. That's chapter five in Demon Haunted World. We are uh, we are going along through it. Uh, we're going to have uh, next week's probably going to be vulgarity for charity and a little bit of this book, maybe a couple stories. But uh, but we hope you guys are enjoying it. We hope you guys are joining along with us. It's a great book. You can pick it up in all different kinds of places. And uh, if you're a patron, Tom is reading it aloud, and we're posting that for patrons earlier in the week. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons. Dennis, Vince, Arose Vold, Nicholas, Ferret Maestro. That's great. <laughs> Betsy, Brian, Jenna, Caleb, Michael, World, Word of the Broad, uh, Michael, again, another Michael, Avery, Balls Deep Bill. Congratulations. <laughs> and uh, Christopher and people up their pledges. Kevin and Maggot. Exterminator Maggot. I don't think that's is that spelled correctly. Maggot. 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 Because Maggot. Maggot is M O G G O T, right? right. Yeah. But this is Maggot. This like, is Maggot. M A G A T. Exterminator. So thank you so much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate you guys pay the salary of the workers who work for us. We have two employees and we thank you for that. And you guys also make sure that Tom and I have full bellies every time we record. (laughs) We order food. Before we record, we order out and Tom and I eat together as sort of a ritual, which is what we've been doing for several years Years at this point. At this point, at least six years we've been, it's a ritual. Last year was different. But a little hiatus. A little different. But but the ritual is we order food on the show every single week. We sit down, have a meal together before we record. And we thank you because you guys are able to fund that. So yeah. if you want to buy us a meal, you can go to patreon.com slash dissonancepod or go to dissonancepod.com. You can become a patron on a per episode basis. We love our patrons. We give them... Uh, lots of audio, including the audio from our live streams yep. and the audio that uh, that we record uh, multiple different pieces of audio. Tom is reading Demon Haunted World for patrons. And so there's lots of extra audio you get in your podcast player every week. Patronage pays off.
We got a message. Uh, this is from someone who didn't sign their message, but they said, in Canada, we had a guy in Toronto uh, set up a list of businesses that had some vaccination requirements. Uh, he ended up shutting it down because the, the website, because both he and his businesses were getting harassed by anti-vaxxers. So that's nice. That's so if you start ridiculous. something like that, like you suggested, having right. a Yelp-like system where you can decide, hey, I want to go out to a fucking place that only requires vaccinated people, that is something that would probably get you death threats. That's great. Yeah. That's great. You yeah. know, it's got to be such a big site like Yelp that you don't even know where to send the death threat to. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. Where the customer service is so yeah, bad, you're just so like, bad. I don't even know anymore. I don't even, I'm done with clicking. Uh, you know what you do? You hire the people who do the DNR and the FOID registration here yes. in Illinois to make that website. So it's so esoteric. You have no idea how to navigate it. Thank and so you perfect. get super frustrated, but it does list things if you type in the right code of Comcast strings. should help build Comcast it. should should be on Comcast server. Oh, that's exactly. Oh. Okay. I think we figured there this you out. go. We got a, a message. This is from uh, Laura and Laura mentions that there is a thing called exploding head syndrome that they used to have when they were younger. Uh, and it's uh, something that they were saying that reminded them of when I said, I hear slamming noises when I go to sleep. I don't hear them all the time. I hear them once in a while, yeah. but I will hear a slamming noise and I know for sure it's nothing. It's just my brain just trying to wake me up. It's There's nothing in my house um, that's slamming anything. My cats are both covering us like a fucking blanket because they never <laughs> move. Once you lay down, they literally lay on top of you until you fucking, they try to smother you to death every night. They literally lay on I top I will say having cats and dogs helps determine like, is that just me or did that really happen? Yeah. When yeah. you have a cat or a dog, they're like, the fuck? Yeah. Right. Their hearing is better Their than yours. Their hearing is better. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So they, they freak out if they hear something, right. but there's that. I know it's just a, it's just my stupid brain. Only one time did I jump out of bed with my big stupid mag light flashlight and prowl around the house. Like, yeah. Cause I'm like, somebody's here. Ah, I'm like yeah. running around the house. <laughs> was anybody there? No one was okay, there. I'm just right. an idiot. So uh, we did get a, an image though, because Laura sent in an image yep. of beers from Chicago, and Tom seems to know a few of these. I, I know most of these. I know I don't know these beers specifically, I, but I know all these breweries. Um, Temperance is excellent. Noon Whistle is not far from where I live. Uh, you've got Penrose. That's also excellent. That's not far from where I live. So these aren't Chicago breweries. They're Chicago land breweries. They're Chicago land. Yeah. Okay. Some of these. Some of these are suburban. I. Terrific though. Uh, the Hell's Lager that's on there. I can't tell what brewery that's from, but I will say I fucking love Hell's Lagers. So these are baller beers. Good. Well, they got it out there. They said they're from the UK and they're getting them shipped from from the from the states. So awesome. Chicago's got that's great, great beer. That's great. Our Chicago does. Awesome. Chicago has great beer. Awesome Chicago beer. has very good beer. Yep. Uh, Revolution. Terrific brewery. Terrific brewery. Terrific. If you can get Revolution outside of Chicago, Revolution is an excellent brewery. Yep. Also. Goose Island makes some good stuff too. Goose Island does make some good stuff. And they've got some higher end, really interesting brews too. Like they're regular, like 312 is a solid yeah, beer. I like Matilda. For sure. Matilda, that, Matilda's a very Matilda's good beer. Matilda's an excellent beer. Yep. So they, that, that, yep. Goose Island's very good. Those two, Revolution and Goose Island are very popular, but there's also some small breweries in Chicago that yep. are just killer. They're yep. very good. Um, do not get distilled spirits from Chicago. Oh. Distilled spirits from Chicago are not good. No. But Koval uh, Distillery, at least they were a couple years ago. Literally absolutely undrinkable. Terrible. So we got a message. This is, uh, this is from someone who just says, say hi to your glory hole for me. So they did not sign their message. But they said, hey, you know, I'm just wondering, how do you convince somebody? Uh, you know, they got a bunch of people in their life. What's the best way to educate them on how a vaccine is important? And so Tom and I, we talked about this beforehand. We don't know. 
Yeah. So I, I've I've not successfully convinced anybody that was vaccine hesitant. I, I haven't either. And so my suggestion is, I would think that someone should make a thread about this somewhere, probably on the Facebook page. And if you've succeeded in this, talk about how you did it. Yeah. Because this is important information to share with other people. I don't know. If you did convince somebody else, send us a message, dissonance.podcast at gmail.com so we can, well, maybe I'll read it next week. Who knows? But I'm interested because I don't know. I don't don't know what you do. I don't know how you go to the next step because it's such a political thing. I don't know what to do or how to approach it. So if you convince somebody, let us know or start a thread and see if we can like mill it about and maybe figure out some avenues of attack. We got a bunch of, uh, this is... uh, Natalie who sent this in and Natalie sent this in and she sent in a ton of uh, stuff from Baltimore. This is from Baltimore Health's Facebook page, Tom. And there are a ton of different images. Yeah, I think these are great. There's like a great big one that ginger ale can't cure COVID, Derek. Your grandma's right. Ginger ale does help settle an upset stomach, but it's no substitute for getting vaxxed. There's like <laughs> a shot, like a Shutterstock kind of image of this woman like yelling like at her yelling boyfriend. Yelling at someone. Yeah, they're all Shutterstock, which is great right. too. Yeah. And there's another one of dude like taking a big bite out of like a romaine lettuce and it says, salad doesn't cure COVID, Connor. We're pro-healthy eating. We're pro-healthy living. But a keto diet and jogging in the park isn't a substitute for the vaccine. Oh, gosh. Eat your veggies and get vaxxed. That's great. Yeah, so there's a bunch of these. These are great. These are great. We'll have Ian post these on this week's show notes so you can take a look at them. Um, It looks like they're, you know... I like that they're doing something like this. It's clever. You know, it's clever and it's funny. Maybe it'll make you look at it. Uh, We got a message from someone who wanted Tom's Tom's reading of Demon Haunted World. Tom is reading Demon Haunted World for patrons and we're posting it, but we are encouraging anyone who's not a patron to go and buy the book. So uh, they said that if they, we could somehow have it easy to download so they can share it. We're actually not encouraging that. This is a special thing specifically for patrons. It's an extra for patrons. So we're not encouraging anyone to share this stuff outside of the small group of patrons who want to listen to it. If your friend wants to read the book, there's plenty of ways to get this book to them. There's um, audio book versions audio of Audio book versions. Yeah. You say your friend is blind, is legally blind. So getting a paper copy might not be worthwhile, but Audible sells this book. So you could gift it to them on Audible. And I'm sure you could even maybe even check it out from your library with an audio version right. as well. But uh, but we are specifically only suggesting that this stuff is, is available for patrons, uh, mainly because we don't want it. What we don't want to do is, is create a new thing from somebody who's trying to make money off of something. And so that's, we're, we're very conscious that this book is still in print and people are still doing it. We're only reading it for patrons because we think it might be easier, but we are also finding that several people have gone out and sent us messages and said they went out and bought this book because right. we got a lot reading of, it. Lot of we got a lot yeah. of messages about this. So we are encouraging people to go buy this book because we think it's a worthwhile endeavor. So Tom, you wanted to tell me about this Summerfest. Tom sent in a message about Summerfest. So Summerfest is a great big nine-day musical festival in Milwaukee. Um, Draws three quarters of a million people that go to Summerfest every year, and they are requiring vaccination or a negative test before you walk in the door. So you have to have a vaccination card? Yep. You got to have proof of vaccination or you have to have a recent negative test, and they are turning people away. Good. If you show up and you don't have... You're fucking go, guess you bought a ticket for nothing, stupid. Go get back. I mean, you can't even go get vaccinated. Yeah. You cause yeah, because you gotta wait. What, yeah, you gotta, so wait you gotta go days, get a fucking so, negative test. Yeah, you gotta This go. is the only responsible way to hold events. It really is. It really is. Someone should follow that. We got a bunch of messages about koalas riding dragons because so Tom loves it. So this is an image that someone made. This is hilarious. Of, of smog, I think it is. I don't know. 
with Look at a, that koala. With a koala on the back. I bet you that koala stinks to high heaven. Oh, they fucking reek. Well, can you imagine them being Smelly. hot on the back of that dragon? Oh, oh God. Smelliest animal I've God, ever encountered. We're going to have Ian posted on this week's show notes and it won't smell like promise. We got a message from Becca. Becca says that their boyfriend introduced them to Cog, Dis, and Citation Eater around the same time. Loves them both. And they wanted to say that, that our podcast helped them with their decision to leave the Catholic church. That is, I That's think great. that is great. You know, get away from those people that are fucking taking your money, diddling kids and not apologizing yeah. for it. Like at least, at least in the podcast world, that stuff isn't happening. Right. Uh, but you can still become a patron because we do time. <laughs> so you can uh, still become a patron if you want. I think that's great. The Catholic church is an unsupportable, unsupportable. evil organization. Very evil. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. Um, this is from Josh and Josh sent in a message and said, heard you both mention that you don't have library cards anymore. As a librarian next door in Southern Wisconsin, I'll pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> so you're going to have to pretend twice that we didn't hear. <laughs> but, uh, but they said, they'll save us time. You could check out your library's website and you might be able to sign up online. I'm going to do that this week. I'm going to do that this week too. That's great. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just moved here. I had one downtown. I just moved. Get off my back, Josh. I, I'll be honest. I haven't had one in a, in a few years. Yeah. And I, we were talking about this a few minutes ago. My library card was treasured. As a kid, I, I used I, it all the time. I went to my dad would drop me off Saturdays at the library, like leave me there all day. I don't know what he did most yeah, of the time. I did, I did that too loved, all day. I spent all, all summer. Yeah. I lived across the street as a kid from a library. I literally lived, it was, it was kitty corner for me. I lived across the street. There was a bank directly across the street, and right next to it was the library. And I would get up in the morning on like a like a Tuesday morning and I would walk right over to the library. I didn't have air conditioning, they did. And I sat in there and I read all day. And yep. they had a giant, a whole bookshelf full of comic books. Oh, that's cool. And I just sat and I would just read comic after comic after comic. I would try to sort them and find the ones that I wanted because they weren't sorted. They right. were okay. They were just like a stack a of comics. Of them, yeah. And I would just sort them and be like, which ones do I want to follow? And which ones do I want to read? And I remember going in there and I would just spend... I would spend all day in the library. I would, yeah. I would just spend all day in there just reading and reading and reading. It was, it was, it was like you say, it was a treasured I thing for loved me. loved it. My dad would drop me off. I'd spend the whole day. I would have limits. My dad would be like, no more than six books. We need like, I would have like hard limits on how much I could check out. I mean, the yeah. library meant the world to me. Yeah, yeah, It absolutely. meant the world to me. Uh, Tom is also, uh, you know, Tom's reading Demon Hunter World, but Tom's also reading his blog, the blog that he wrote, Dangerous Letters. And this is, uh, this is for his, uh, he wrote a bunch of letters to his, kids and uh they're terrible terrible children i don't know why he writes letters to them <laughs> well i gotta improve they're them awful, somehow awful children they're the worst children <laughs> but he still writes some letters and he's still a caring father and it's and it really comes out in these letters these letters are really wonderful and he reads them and so we give them to patrons and he gets a lot of messages about how much people people love these letters and so if you're interested in hearing tom's heartfelt letters to his boys you can become a patron and you can hear that audio so uh, next week, we are not streaming. Tom has to travel for work, so we are not streaming on Thursday. We had a great time this last great stream. stream. We laughed until we cried. Oh so God. go check this stream out if you missed it. Especially stay till the end. Wait until the end. You guys, I was laughing so hard I started coughing. We were coughing. Uh, oh it was really amazing. That it was, was a genuinely, Ian suggested a video we watched and we watched and we loved it. It was super fun. So check it out. Um, we got a copyright strike, so you might as well go watch it and enjoy <laughs> it. But yeah, go check out last week's stream and uh, we're going to miss next week's, but we'll be back the following week. So check us out the following week. Uh, and we're also next week going to be finishing up Vulgarity for Charity. 
So next week is the last episode of All Your Nerdy Charity so for 2019. <laughs> so, uh, so tune in for that. And we're also going to be continuing with Demon Haunted World. We're going to be uh, doing Chapter 5 next week. So come tune in for that. Uh, and we might have a story about a concealed carry re-up that Tom yeah. and I did. So we'll uh, need to uh, want to uh, check that out. All right. Check us out next week, but no stream. Uh, have a wonderful week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.